bills make me wanna shout. Kick your heels up and shout. Welcome back, listeners, to one of the most exciting episodes of Bills and Beers on record. We are now into the regular season of the sixth season. We recorded a dynamite podcast last week, which got completely lost in the internet ether upon upload, but we're back tonight. It's just Billy and me. That's Betty, my dog, in the background in her squeak toy. We apologize for that. But, Bill, say hello. Go Bills. What's up, guys? What's up, guys? Excited. It should also be said, Bill, we threw a pretty dynamite party on Saturday night. Um, yeah. Big well, thank, big thanks to uh, Lars uh, and Sujit. And Cassie. Uh, and Cassie. Um, Cassie definitely owned with the teachers. Everyone. I did nothing. Um, I take zero responsibility for that it. That is not true. You were instrumental in getting the games and the highlights going, which I think was a very nice little ambiance touch. Nice little touch. Yeah, it was nice. But uh, no, we uh, it was an awesome party, and uh, if uh, you know, for those for those of you uh, that listen to our podcast, you know, thank you for coming out uh, celebrating. Obviously, uh, it takes uh, it takes a, a, a good group of, uh, of fans coming together to, to have a good time, and we certainly had a great turnout, two hundred plus. Yeah, you know, maxed out the capacity, Lincoln Station. I think, you know, people from Hong they're Kong. They're definitely liking us a lot right now. They sure are. Hong Kong, Mexico City, yeah. Albuquerque, Albuquerque, Dallas, Southern California. Bills fans yeah, brought Seattle. it. Seattle. We were grateful for everybody who came out. Uh, and then, of course, most of those folks, because they were out of town, they were there for the game on Sunday. Yep. Went down to Soldier Field, represented Bills Nation, which was a very exciting win. We'll get into that. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If this is the first time joining us, tell all your friends, tell all your family, tell everybody you know in Bills Nation. Billsandbeers.com is the way to find us. You can subscribe on iTunes. We got the Dolphins coming to Ralph Wilson Stadium for the home opener of 2014 when a lot of good things are going on in Bills Nation. Bill will discuss it all right now, but boy, is it an exciting time to be a Bills fan. Squish the fish, baby. So probably the biggest news of the week, of course, uh, the sale of the team is more or less final. It's it's pending league approval, um, and at this point, I think probably the only thing that would bump that would be the Ray Rice fiasco going on, and probably the likelihood that Roger Goodell might lose his job. Well, the fu- the funny thing is, uh, so I uh, lost my job. Uh, <laughs> that's not that's not the funny part, uh, but uh, I did lose my job. Um, on Friday, so uh, I'm able to be in front of a TV. Um, all hey, and you can apply for a commissioner of the NFL now. All day long. I could do that. I very well could do so that. So what's the coverage been like? The coverage has been Ray Rice, Ray Rice, Nothing Ray, Rice, bills? Ray Rice, Ray Rice, Ray Rice. Oh, let's switch to the racial um, you know, issues that are going on in the NBA. Ray Rice, Ray Rice, Ray Rice. I shit you not. No mention of the Bills. No mention of the Bills. I literally did not see... I saw one little thing on, like, you know, coming up next, but it never it never came up. So I've pronounced this guy's name, like, three different ways now. Pegula. No, no that's, Pegula. that's incorrect. Pegula. 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 Okay, got Terry it Terry Pegula. Terry Pegula. I listened to some of the WGR coverage. It was just great. And, of course, the big news is because uh, it's, it's clear, or at least we can safely assume, that he'll keep the team in Buffalo, which has been the... Sort of dark cloud looming over this team for the last decade or so, especially yeah. as, as I mean, Ralph's and that's health what, started to slip. And I think that's what people don't, people outside of Bills Nation don't understand is that, you know, this is it's ever since Ralph 
has been getting like older and like we see we've seen we've seen him like every year sort of get like and more and more that, decrepit that nobody in his family wants to take over right and there's all there's always been this there's just there's been this talk like hanging over our heads for the last 12 years like what's gonna happen even if it's not like but then like the past two years as he's on his deathbed we start to talk more and more about it um and i mean it hasn't it hasn't just been where you know people are picking up on this in the past three months because no, no this has been bon going Jovi. on for a long time i mean this time. is a big this it's, is, this it's is a people in buffalo big deal and the narrative has been and it's true that the bills i mean buffalo is a unique town it's it's not your typical city that has professional sports franchises it's a smaller city it's got very much a small town feel to it it's a city that's gone through some economic hardship and the bills really mean a lot to buffalo and one of the things that people kept saying was it's nice to not have to hear people joke about the la bills or the toronto bills because while they're just kidding i don't think people realized how deep that kind of cuts for people from Western New York. Now I'm not even from Western New York. I've got family there, but like I I I go to Buffalo three four times a year, so I can't say that I'm a native, but I get it. You're Erie's. I mean, you're close. We're close, but it's it's just kind of a weight that's been lifted off a lot of people's shoulders, and it's and you really can't understand that outside Bills Nation. So it is truly a a, a relief. It's good times in Bills Nation. Absolutely. And let's get by the way, get a quick cheers to that. Yes, cheers. Cheers to Terry Pagula. Pagula and Kim. And Kim, who's apparently going to be heavily involved. Absolutely. Whatever that means. Um, uh, which, by a, the way, so Kim is, uh, sure, her, her uh, uh, profession is PR. Oh, great. So, uh, there I don't know whether that helps or not. Um, kind of. Kind of. <laughs> And not to not to be not to be a little Debbie Downer on this, but uh, Pagula. Actually, I think it's a good thing. Pagula, uh, with his, uh, you know, he purchased Sabers from uh, Galasano years ago, and the Sabers have been very, 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 very bad since then. Yeah. Um, with that said, I think there's, you know, like just like you learn a lesson from everything in life. Uh, I, I don't he's really gonna. Want, I don't want to get into that speculation because yeah. I, I personally don't want to see Doug Whaley go. That's really all I care oh, about. I don't think. I don't want to see Doug. I don't Marone think he's in a, I, Hey, winning cures all, right? Exactly. Well, that's another reason why spirits are high in Bills Nation. Big win against the Chicago Bears. Um, overtime win, week one road win against a team that some have picked to be one of the best teams in the NFC. Which I find hard to believe, given that they may be the third best team in their own division, um, and maybe even fourth best now because Minnesota's looking pretty tough too. I mean, we know it from living here in Chicago that the Bears—it doesn't matter, you know, whether they—it's not like they always like look good, but they win games. Like yeah. they, they 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 win those games. They consistently win, like we consistently lose, and are okay the rest of the time, just like us. Yep. Um, but huge win. So, Bill, uh, there's so much positive things to talk about in the game. Let's let's just go ahead and get the negative ones out of the way. Who was your Genesee Cream Ale bummer of last Sunday's Week 1 victory? Uh, you know, besides his fumble recovery, I'd say Preston Brown. Um, he was clearly out of place, um, you know, no, noticeably um, in, uh, you know, for, you know, for several plays. You know, with that said, the guy, I mean, it's not his, like— He's a he, rookie. He's a rookie. 
Who's playing who's because film? the guy was is suspended. He's not even the a guy starter. who's suspended, which is a ridiculous suspension, by the way. Nigel Bradham for the synthetic marijuana, which uh, he had one game suspension while Ray Rice had two game suspension. Of course, now yeah. Ray Rice out of the league, but uh, told uh, his wife can live on that CFL money. A ridiculous uh, suspension, I think, in the first place. But yeah, we're talking about you know a guy who also was not projected to be in that type of position because no, you see, he was Kiko be, Alonso. He was supposed to be groomed. Yeah, exactly. So. Now, if you would have asked me this Sunday afternoon, I would have said immediately Scott Chandler. Um, he had the drop on the very first drive, but he also had the penalty, which kind of kicked us out of field goal range to end the first half. Yep. Even though it was a pretty bad call, they, they, they uh, dinged him for unnecessary roughness when he pretty much just pancaked the guy he was blocking. Um so it's easy to give it to Scott Chandler. I think, however, I'm going to give mine instead to Leotis McKelvin, who played a pretty solid game. He had, he had a hard task in front of him, slipped a couple times, probably could have had a couple other interceptions. Yeah. But Who was he on most of the game? Marshall. So, yeah. But he had what should have been the game-sealing interception That's true. bounce right off his chest. Yep. Now, thankfully, that was on third down, and you all— Whenever something like that happens on first or second down, you can rest assured that team's going to march down and score. When you give a team new life like that on first or second down, they almost always seem to then find a way to score when, when you let them back in. So thankfully it was on third down and we just punted. Yep. Or we just fielded just, a punt after that. Yeah. Uh, but you got to make that catch. you got to make it. You know, you're, you're playing cornerback because you can't catch, otherwise you'd be a wide receiver. The teams, that get, the teams that get to the playoffs make that catch. Yeah, and so. it's week one, so he's got time to work on it. But... Again, I mean, work on it. Work on it. it's catching the ball. Well, just like, focus. Focus up, buddy. Got to be ready for it. You're yeah. right. You're right there where you're supposed to be. You're in position to make the play. Yep. Uh, but again, a lot of positive things to talk about, and it's going to be tough to pull out one name. But I'm going to ask that you do now. If, if you know, I, I kind of like to circle around a couple others before making my choice. Who would you say was your Labatt Blue MVP of Sunday's game? I mean, yeah, I I could. I could come up with with somebody that's you know could probably be a better example, but I mean that literally there was one name that popped into my head, and that's EJ Manuel. Wow, um, and you know it's I think it's for the, the the pure aspect of like everyone is so down on the guy, right? And that's tough, man. Like you're second, you're, you're second year, like you know he knows. Like as a person, I've only played ten games. Like I'm practicing my ass off. Like. I've improved. I've got it. I've got what it takes. We got this as a team. But when you're just getting peppered by um, the national, uh, uh, oh yeah, the national but, media but, but, too. National media, especially too. the national media. But and then and then and they then, call him the worst starting quarterback in the NFL. But and then you bring in also Kyle Orton, right? So he knows that's that. that's it. That's a tough situation to deal with. And him getting up Saturday, like. Saturday, breaking up that the, the, the meeting and, you know, standing up and literally, literally interrupting the meeting and saying that, like, Hackett was running and giving a speech about how this is our time and, like, you know, he believes in us. We got to step up as a team. Without him performing, it's a completely different game. You know, we're not able to – we're not able to uh, – Well, a couple, a couple other names to consider here. Colton Schmidt. Yeah. yeah. Stud had a phenomenal game. I mean, I'm ready to give myself a Colton Schmidt jersey. Do not do that. I will not. Do not do that. I will not. Okay. Um, <laughs> Corey Graham, 
who we talked about at great length on the podcast that was lost because we were all surprised to see he was voted captain. Well, his play spoke for itself on Sunday, uh, new guy or not, and you know, utility player, might play some safety, might play some slot, filled in for the injured Stephon Gilmore. He had himself a day. So really glad that we have him on our team. Yeah. But tell you, you know who I'm giving it to? Who's your one? Dan Carpenter. Dan Carpenter not only made the winner in overtime, he made the other two field goals he made were fifty plus. I didn't realize that. So in a game decided by three points yeah. and a guy puts two fifty yarders through the uprights, hello. Hello, Doug Whaley, right? Like that's yes. a that's And Colton Schmidt falls under this exact same category. That's why I don't want to see Doug Whaley go. No. If Pagula, am I saying that right? Yeah. <laughs> if Pagula cleans house. No. But I don't think none of people are he saying, doesn't have none of the people are giving Dan Carpenter the props he deserves. Now it's when you have Freddie Jackson dragging Chris Conti twenty five yards down the field, my God was that sweet. Amazing. When you've got Robert Woods jumping twenty five feet in the air to snag one downfield and then taking a blatant helmet to helmet hit from Chris Conti, which should have put us with inside the ten yard yeah. line. But an awful lot to be excited about. Um and again, it was such a great turnout Saturday night to know that there was a lot of rabid Bills fans there on Sunday. We had made the decision not to go. We were offered free tickets to go to the game. We decided we'd rather watch it where we always watch games. Um, I don't regret that decision, but I'm, I'm sure that the Bills fans who were at Soldier Field had themselves a day. And I couldn't be happier because they, they did a great job coming out. They were enthusiastic. They were nice. Might I say, might I say that for the first time, so the last time I was at Soldier Field, uh, I was with uh, Sujit and, uh, and, and, and a couple other people. And I was wearing my, my Bill Zubas. Um, and uh, that was... Uh, 2006. What, 2006. Mm-hmm. We got beat... Pretty bad. Forty-one to they seven. Went to the, they went something to the like Super Bowl that. that year. They were a good team. Well, year. after we were tailgating, I got pansed in the uh, you know in the, ah! in the parking lot, McCormick Place parking lot or whatever at Soldier Field. Dude, I'm sorry. The tailgating situation down there is pretty weak. It's horrible. It's horrible. It's like sliver, little slivers of tailgating. It's, it's like it's, a, it's how it is in Pittsburgh. It's, too, a, by the it's way. a joke. But anyway, I've not actually worn those Zubas since that incident. Really? Until I, Sunday. I don't know if it was. I don't know if it's like. I, I don't know. Just I just haven't worn. I just, just I, can't bring yourself to reface that humiliation of standing with your. <laughs> I wasn't even necessarily humiliated because I think I was drunk enough where like I didn't really care. Well, was this before or after you were thrown in jail? Uh, no, this was before. Okay. Yeah, that that was at the very very end of the game. You were thrown in the, the holding cell beneath Soldier Field. Yeah, and by the way, like because some guy was messing with you and you knocked his cap off his head. Um, no, I didn't. I I literally nicked the top of his hat, and the security guard was chirping at us the entire game. Uh, like literally making fun of us, the fact that we were losing. The sec- the, the security guard, like the guy, like the usher was. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and you know, once they're taking me to that little like holding, like you know, soldier field holding cell, I'm having a conversation with the cop. He's like, "Yeah, man, like, sorry, like, yeah, we've got to do guy's this." For like fifty an hour. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah like, he, like he knows the exact situation. Yeah. He's like, "Listen, we're just gonna push it there for like fifteen minutes, whatever." But I will say that uh, I feel like. Uh, I felt good putting those Zubas on in the morning, being like, you know what? It's been a while since I've worn these, and the last time I was pants, I was embarrassed, got thrown in jail. How could it go? Pos- how could it possibly be worse? How could it be worse? I love it. Well, there is a lot to be fired up for for Sunday. I cannot wait to watch this game. Let's talk about what's going to happen at the Ralph on Sunday against Miami. 
So, Bill, um, I was at the Week 16 game last year against Miami. I think we sacked Tannehill either seven or nine times. Uh, it was in the pouring rain. That was the one where, like, it basically blew our stats up where yes. we looked like we were. Yes. We held them to 103 all-purpose yards, and we basically just made life a living hell for the Miami offense. Were you there? Did you go to that game? Uh, I can't recall. Okay. Given that we know now the team's staying in Buffalo, so basically everybody's been bouncing with a little extra spring in their step all throughout western New York, given that we're coming off of a big overtime road win in week one, given that it's alumni weekend featuring the newly enshrined Hall of Famer Andre Reed, featuring Thurman Thomas, featuring the now recently announced cancer-free Jim Kelly, Given that it's the home opener, and given that the weather forecast is calling for perfect football weather, is there any worse place in the NFL to go and visit as an opposing team than Ralph Wilson Stadium this Sunday? Absolutely not. And given what we did to the Miami Dolphins offense last year... It's Miami. We've got... Miami's always, always... The old school fans fans. hate the Dolphins. The season ticket holders (laughs) hate the Dolphins. I can't foresee a scenario wherein we lose this game because we're unable to stop their offense. Now, the Dolphins pulled off a come-from-behind win at home against New England last weekend, which surprised a lot of people. One of the things that they had going for them offensively was their run game. No Sean Moreno had himself quite a little afternoon. Now I ask you, should anybody be surprised by this? Given that, as we talked about before, Vince Wilfork is in his mid-30s and coming off of a ruptured Achilles, and that their best run-stopping linebacker is now a Buffalo Bill, is there any reason to believe that Sean Moreno and the Miami running attack will, will do anything like they did against New England to Buffalo this Sunday? I mean, you know, I think that they will... You know, clearly they have talent, talent there. Like, regardless of of how you want to break it down, or like who's on the other side of the, uh, of the Patriots, the Patriots are it's Bill Belichick's like defense, right? Like, so he puts these athletes in a position to make plays. Like, I don't care who it is. So I don't expect uh, us to shut down their running game. I do, uh, but I don't expect them to have. Any anything close to what they what they had against the the against the Pats. So do they get a hundred yards rushing? Sure. I mean, well, like I, I don't see well, why why would we assume that since it wasn't until overtime and, and until he busted like an eleven yard run from line of scrimmage that Matt Forte, who by the way is far superior to anybody who they have carrying the ball in Miami, far superior, eked up to eighty seven yards last Sunday. I mean, through regulation, he was in the mid-70s. Yeah. Now, granted, Bears fans and a lot of the media around here has rightfully said, why did they not go to Forte more often? But between Forte, Martellus Bennett, and the wide receivers in Chicago, and Cutler over Ryan Tannehill, we faced a far superior offense. Yeah. On the road, 
last week. Yep. So you mean to tell me, and I've I've seen Dolphins fans this week try to talk up like, oh, we got five new guys on the offensive line. It's completely revamped. I I do not I can't imagine a reality where we can't stop the Dolphins from scoring less than 14 points. I, I just, I, if they get to 14 points, I'll be surprised. If their offense scores 14 points, that is. Yeah, well, right. Um, uh, I don't have quite as much uh, belief in that, um, but I think what will certainly help, um, what will certainly make that like more of a reality of them scoring more than 14 points is if we, we lose the turnover battle and the field position battle, unlike we did, in Chicago, because that was because well, that I mean that that was huge. But those were all forced turnovers. They're forced turnovers. We got Colton. You know, maybe Colton Schmidt turns around this time and like freaking boots it like only fifteen yards and boots it behind his head one time, right? Maybe. As opposed to, or like, it gets one blocked. Miami blocked one last week. So um, I'm just saying, like those are the scenarios that would need to happen in order for the Dolphins to. And I'm not trying to sound score. overconfident. No. I'm just I'm just looking at this. As a perfect storm of places you don't want to go when you have historically not done well against this defense. Now, I understand that our defense is different than last year. Their offense is different than last year. They have a new coordinator, new offensive line. We've got a new defensive coordinator. But our personnel is the same. It's only gotten better with the additions of Spikes and Corey Graham. I I can't imagine how Miami could possibly put out an effective offensive game plan against us on Sunday. I really can't. And and the biggest factor in all of this is the crowd. They will have to be severely blown plays by the defense, leaving a guy running wide open downfield yeah. for Miami to be able to move the ball, I think. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be like it hasn't like it used to be in that. On third that down, stadium. it's gonna be deafening. Yep. Every time. It was last December when the place was three quarters of the way full and our defense was playing good. Yeah. Time will tell. Time will tell. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be so much fun. Let's get right into wild card and predictions. So we're coming up on the end of the episode, Bill, which can only mean one thing. It's the wild card. It's the wild card portion. And again... This is going to be a fun game this week. We're coming off a great win this past week in Chicago. But the biggest news of the week is that the Bills are staying in Buffalo. Thanks, in no small measure, to the $1.4 billion just dropped by Terry Pegula. So the question... <laughs> You're an idiot. He's he's me. He, he's saying that on purpose, sarcastically. It's the Pegulas. Okay, uh, but, well, is, the, is that the number so we've decided on, $1.4 billion? Is so, that... so the question is... If you had $1.4 billion, what would you do? I'd buy you a fur coat, <laughs> but not a real fur coat. That's, that's true. Cruel. Green coat, yeah. Wait, that's cruel? That's true. Cruel. A uh, green coat. It's, it's funny. True. I'd buy you some art, a Picasso or a Garfunkel. Um, if I had a million if I had one, If you had $1.4 billion, Bill, yep. what would you do with it? Well, there's the charitable thing, then there's the... Uh, whatever. We talk forever about what we would do. Most for, important, very, for, real quick. Most important yeah. question: Would you work another day in your life? No. Okay. Uh, okay. So as I say that, I would work, but I would work on my own projects. You know, like would on, your on, would, on, entrepreneurial. Like I would just okay. Um, 
I, you know, you have that capital to, to invest in ideas that you, that you have. And I would do that as a, like, those are like passion projects. You know what I mean? Right. Okay. But, um, I wouldn't necessarily. With, with the aim of growing your money or the aim of doing things for society that you think can benefit everybody else. Eh, The aim of getting some cool things out there that you've always thought about doing. Okay. So entrepreneurial pursuits, what else? Because $1.4 billion, that's going to take a while to burn through. Yeah. I mean, yeah, not. I wouldn't be attempting to burn through it. Well, yeah, well, you, if you're not looking to work for the rest of your life, yeah, you got to figure out a way to stash some of it away. Yep. Um, but uh, hire a financial advisor. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing I would do, I would talk to my friend. What is it, Salim, over in over in logistics? What is that? It's from uh, oh, office from space. office space. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. The point is not. It's what would you do if you had? Okay. Anyways. <laughs> Oh, by the way, we notice, always watch that. It feels mutual like, funds. It feels like house, yeah. which just makes it. It's classic. Like that, and, that and Happy Gilmore. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so entrepreneurial any way, stuff. Anyway, actually, entrepreneurial stuff. Appropriate pronunciation. You would do obviously some financial planning. So you wouldn't yeah. have to work again. Um, I would, but the very first thing I would do if you tell me literally like if I woke up tomorrow morning and the tooth fairy came, uh, and the tooth fairy came in the form of uh, Terry Pagula. And one point four billion dollars somehow fitting underneath my pillow, which, I mean, by the way, is just really uncomfortable. Which just another way could of be a saying, check, I guess, one point four billion dollars is just a fancy way of saying a limitless amount of money. Yeah, because unless you're trying to purchase a NFL team, so it's it's not going anywhere so anytime I w- soon. I would immediately pick out a a place. Let's say it's Greece or it's uh, Hawaii. Who goes to Hawaii? Australia, and just get a group of friends and. Fly them out there, like the next day. Charter, charter a jet. Charter a jet, pay for their flights, whatever. Right? It, yeah. I mean, I say like, no, I wouldn't charter a jet because I'm thinking in my terms right now, like, no, we would just get flights. But fuck it. No, you would. I guess charter, charter a jet. A jet. It, you charter a jet, you get a place, even if it's forty people, and pay for everybody's lodging and pay for yeah. all the food. That's still only going to cost you about seventy grand. And if anyone complains about, oh, I'm going to. I can't do it because I can't take off work or something no, like that. Nobody like, would. Oh, okay, fine. I will pay you the seventy thousand dollars that you're uh, yeah. <laughs> losing out on this year uh, to come on this trip and have a good time. So just shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, come and enjoy yourself. I love. And that. guess what? I love that idea. Yeah, like, put that on your resume, and you're going to get a job immediately. Yeah. So um, I'll tell you what I would do. Um, and this is a little window into my psyche. Yeah, I would build a giant monument to myself. <laughs> There's no surprise there. <laughs> I would build it. So I'm from Erie. I'd figure out. I'd figure out where um, the spot in the middle of Lake Erie that is equidistant from the metro center of Erie and the metro center of Buffalo, and I would build on a giant immovable barge, like a 400 foot statue, like of a me. statue of Liberty. Yeah. yeah, like me and like me, Jackie and Betty. Yes. Oh, so Jackie and Betty would make the cut? Absolutely. Like, oh, mom, dad, what's that? Oh, son, that's the Weeborgs. We have them to thank for, you know, this, that, and everything. Because, again, as I said before, like, I'd just be, I'd be, what, finding, I'd be finding ways to give it away. I have no clue. No clue. I'd, I'd, you know, I'd visit a financial advisor. You can't and then, just, oh, so you would do the same thing. So, oh, yeah. I don't know the quotes from Office Space, but and, I mean. And rest assured that um, this wife of mine, Jackie, uh, would not, <laughs> would not accept a life in which neither of us worked ever again so 
part of my money would go to whatever charitable foundation she would run. Lord knows. But we'd find a way to change the world. I'd probably build a high-speed rail uh, that connects the entire continent. Something crazy like that. But either way, generations of people uh, in, for time memoriam would pass by the 400-foot statue in the middle of Lake Erie of me, the wife, and the dog. And yeah. then I'd, I'd add a new one for every family member that comes along after then. And they would say, there's the Weeborgs. We have them to thank. Your high-speed rail could connect Erie and Buffalo. Everywhere. Erie would just be the hub. Just Erie and Buffalo. It's just, there's one termination. Rebuild the Erie Canal. There's one termination <laughs> point. It's Erie. Where, the, where does this train get you? Well, Erie. Well, what if I need to go to San Francisco from New York? Well, you got to go through Erie first. Well, what if I need to get to San Francisco from Miami? you got to go through Erie first. Yeah, that's how it would work. What would you be wearing in this, like, statue? Um, I think I'd be wearing a toga, like, a lot like the statue. I mean, whatever, oh. I, I'd look, like, Grecian. But you've got, like, pla- I mean, you got plaid shorts on right now, and I feel like you like plaid shorts. Yeah, I saw you, I in, just, that, well, saw you in that golf picture, you're wearing some very loud plaid yeah. pants. Yeah, I just do that for fun. I mean, yeah, if, so you if, I'm gonna, if I'm going to memorialize it's gonna myself. going to be stone? Yeah, it's going mm-hmm. to be classic. Color's not going to fade. Think Colossus of Rhodes. Like, there would be, you know. I don't know what that means. Okay. One of, one of the eight Causes of Rhodes. Is it R-H-O-D-E? Yes. yes. Interesting. It was a giant statue. That's pretty smart of me to pick that pick up on that. Good for you, That Bill. is not Rhodes as in Roads. It's like Rhodes Scholar. So get to predictions now. Um, I like the way we did this last week on the podcast that didn't record. Instead of telling me what you think is going to happen on Sunday, give me your best case scenario and your worst case scenario. Yeah. Uh, I do think it's that's a very interesting way to approach it. Worst case scenario, uh, we lose this game, you know, seventeen to fourteen. Yeah, or something like. We're not. We get play. Blown, we're not going to get blown out. We play shitty, and they play okay. And they play okay, like, and they beat us, and we're going to be damn upset about it. You better believe it, because we're going to. Pl- we're going to be like, how did we... And it's still going to be like, we could have won the game. We should have won but the we, game. But we, but we that, played There was that questionable shitty. call. There was that stupid drop. Yeah. Uh, that's the worst case scenario. Best best case scenario. Uh, I see this as like a, a, a 35 to, to, to 13 game. I agree. I agree on both points. I think that uh, worst case scenario, we... I want to, so last my my worst case scenario that didn't make it to air was that we win a nail biter uh, against the Bears. So yeah, yeah, props to me. Although I think you said it right, didn't you say either way it was like twenty four? It was twenty four twenty three. Twenty four twenty three. Twenty four twenty three or something. No, it was twenty four ten. Okay. Um, worst case scenario for me, and I agree this time is that we do lose a close game because it's not we're not going to get blown out. There's no chance that we get blown out of this game. So worst case scenario, we lose a close game. If for no other reason, because we've been down this road so many times where we're all high and mighty, we're all excited. Fall into our old habits. And then, we, and then it just, the the rug gets pulled off from underneath us. We're thinking 2007 Cowboys game. I mean, so many times the Ralph has been bumping. People are excited. And then this team just finds a way to lose the game. That is, that is by far the worst case scenario. Because we're not going to get blown out. But you did, I mean... You don't feel that right now. I'm, it's it's, a it's always a possibility. Team. I know. I, I know. It is a different team, but it's always a possibility. Yep. Best case scenario, I'm with you. Or best case scenario is like, yeah, 38 to 3. I think we absolutely have it in us to completely drum them on Sunday. And I don't think it's I don't think it's beyond the realm of possibility. Yeah. 
It's going to be – It's. I'm excited for this I'm game. I'm really excited for this game. It's going to be a fun one to watch. Thank you so much for staying with us. As we said before, tell all your friends, billsandbeers.com, best way to find us. Subscribe on iTunes. We'll be back next week to talk more Buffalo Bills football. Thanks again to everybody who came out to make the Chicago party a great time. Hopefully you're listening to this podcast because you came out and met us. Uh, I'm Lars. For Billy, for Cass, for Suge, for all the Bills and Beers crew, go Bills. Let's go Buffalo. Let's go Buffalo. Let's go Buffalo. Let's go Buffalo. The Bills make me want to shout